of a Kamedaf Kuf Gimel Omid Aleph, trading in futures. Osim Amanah Beferot Velo Bedamim. In this shir, we are going to get quite an interesting insight into the Torah's view of business. Uh, the Torah's view of business and finance. Profiting from trading in commodities or equities is something that the Torah encourages. To do business and make a profit out of trade is something we see clearly from the halachot in the Torah that this is something that Hashem encourages. But profiting from debt is asur, that's forbidden, to make a profit out of debt. And the question we're looking at is trading in futures considered trading in debt or in commodities? You have a farm, you produce oranges, and I believe the price of oranges are going to go up. You haven't yet had a crop from, from this season. You haven't harvested your oranges yet. And I come to you and I'll say, I'll buy your entire output for a million dollars, and I believe the price will go up. The price does go up, and you come to me and you say, you know, I normally sell my oranges to Supersol, and they're willing to pay $1.2 million for the entire output. What I suggest is I sell them and I'll give you the $200 million. We don't have to, you don't have to take the fruit and then you have to sell it. I'll sell it directly to Supersol and you'll take the, the $1.2 million. You'll make $200,000 profit. Is there a chashash of ribis in that? Could that? Is that loan or is that trade? The fact is there hasn't been a transfer of property between the farmer and the financier. There hasn't been, a, no commodities have, have changed hands. Only money has changed hands. If only money has changed hands, that could be a question of, of, of ribis. That's what our Gemara deals with. And we'll dedicate the shir this morning to the, to the IDF, who after so many months of Mesiris Nefesh, were able to rescue two of the Shvuyim last night, and to the well-being and the return of all the Shvuyim, Yatero Tam Hashem Beketa Yeshua. So we start with the, the psukim in Vayikra, The laws of interest of lending money with interest are introduced with a situation where a person is in financial difficulty. You're obligated to take hold of him, whether he's a, a convert or a, a full Jew, and, and enable him to live with prosperity among you. So you, so you need to help him, which implies lending him money. When you do so, you can't take interest from him when you lend him money. You must fear Hashem and enable your brother to live with you in prosperity. You may not give him your money on interest. And you can't give him product either in a way where he has to pay more for it than the, than the value of the product because that too would be a, a question of ribbit. So we see that there's a, a, a din of the Torah, this, this is a law of the Torah, and these laws are paskened in Yorodea, not in Choshen Mishpat, in that section of the Shulchan Aruch that deals with man-god issues, not in Choshen Mishpat, which are all the business laws. So money lending is not business. That's the important part of the laws of Ribit, is to understand that lending money, investing in debt, is not business. That's chesed. And although you're allowed to profit from chesed, there is a difference between doing chesed from which I profit, so for example, just doing business, providing product, or a physician takes care of a patient and he earns his living that way. That doesn't mean it's not chesed. Yes, it's chesed, and he earns his living that way. But if a person wants to do 
chesed through lending money, that says the Torah, that's going to be pure chesed with no self-interest. There it's just about helping the other person and don't confuse it and turn it into a business where you make money from the interests. This issue of whether trading in futures is finance or trade is discussed in Bola Metziah. We'll get to it in a, in a few months' time, where there's a machlokus between Rav and Rabbi Yanai. Rav says, Osim amana beferot. You may invest in futures for agriculture, for the fruit. Ve'enosim amana bedamim. But you can't be paid the profits from your futures in cash. Verabiyana, which is the example that I gave you, the farmer and supersol. Verabiyana amar, mali hain, mali And Rabiyana says, if I'm allowed to give you the fruit back. So there's no question that if I invest, I, I, I pay up front, I invest in the futures and I give you a million dollars to finance your orange crop. You finance the orange crop and they're worth $1.2 million at the end of it. So you come to me and you deliver the oranges to my doorstep. That's, that's definitely okay. I then take the oranges and I sell them to Supersol for $1.2 million and I've made $200,000. That's trade. That's what the Torah wants us to be doing. But surely it's a, much more, it's a much more efficient way for the farmer to deliver directly to Supersol and, and deliver the profit to me and then we don't have to go through all the, logi- all the logistics. But is there a question of ribis there? Machloik is Rav and Rabbi Yanai. Rabbi Yanai says if, I, if you're allowed to give back the fruit, Surely you can sell the fruit on my behalf and you can do it. Rav says, no, you can't, you can't give a person a million and get back 1.2 million when there's been no transfer of any product. There's only been a transfer of cash. That's, that's at least Mexico ribis. It, it comes close to ribis. So our Gemara deals with a similar case. Rav Kahana Yahav Zuza Akitna. Rav Kahana bought a lot of cotton. The Sof Iyake Kitna, the price of cotton went up, Zavne Marvate de Kitna, and the owner of the cotton sold the cotton on behalf of Rav Kahana because he was able to get a higher price for it. Atalekame de Rav, so Rav Kahana comes to Rav. Rav Kahana and Rav had a very interesting relationship, and we'll learn about it on Dafkuf Zayin. It'll be a very fascinating piece of Gemara on Dafkuf Zayin about Rav Kahana and his relationship with with uh, Rav and with Rabbi Yochanan in Eretz Yisrael. What should I do? He asks his Rabbi Rav. Should I go and get my money or, or not? So he says to him, If when the farmer sold the cotton to the buyer, he said the cotton I'm selling you belongs to Rav Kahana, then says Rav, go and get the money, you're trading. This is, this is normal business. V'i law. But if he didn't say, and the buyer believed he was buying from the farmer, and now the farmer is returning money to you that you advanced him to finance his crop. So that's the question. Are you financing or are you trading? If you're financing, there's a question of ribis. Says Rav Khan, it depends what the contract was between the farmer and the, and the buyer. E Amri if he was acting as an agent of Kahana, then it's fine. The, the buyer understands he's actually buying from Rav Kahana. The farmer is just delivering. But if he didn't say that, if the buyer thought he was buying from the farmer, then what's happened here in retrospect is Rav Kahana financed the cotton. The farmer now sells the cotton and returns the debt. 
and he's paying 1.2 million instead of 1 million, that's ribis. Amri hatam amana havai rav kahana lekitna. This is talking about a case where there wasn't yet cotton. It wasn't that Rav Kahana did a kinyan in the cotton. That wouldn't be a problem. There was no kin. The cotton didn't exist yet. He was buying futures. And Rav says, you do amana beferot or not bedamim. The Bnei Shu explains. Now that we've established that Rav Kahana didn't do a kinyan in the cotton. The cotton wasn't there yet. This was a future. Since he hadn't yet done a Kenyan in the cotton, he's free to cancel the, the deal at any time. There's no Kenyan. Either of them can cancel the deal. And therefore, if they decide not to renege on the deal, but to go ahead with the deal, and he now pays Rav Kahana more than Rav Kahana paid him. That's a problem of Mechzi Kiribit. It looks like Ribit. We'll discuss in a moment what that looks like Ribit means. But if they explained to the buyer that the cotton actually belongs to Rav Kahana, then they actually assigned, they gave the cotton over to Rav Kahana. They made Rav Kahana the owner, the principal in the deal. And if Rav Kahana is the principal in the deal, then he's trading directly with the end buyer, and the farmer is just the vehicle of delivery. So the buyer is buying a, what, what cost Rav Kahana a million dollars, the buyer is buying at $1.2 million, the money comes back to Rav Kahana. This is trade, this is not finance. And therefore, it's no longer Rebus explains the, the Pnei Yeshua. Now, the Rif Paskins that the, the halacha is like Rabbi Yanai. So this whole piece of Gomorrah is not la halacha for us. It's a case that took place in Bovel at that time. But for us, it's not la halacha because we Paskin like Rabbi Yanai that in either case, what's happening here is, is trade. It's, it's not really finance. Since he, he, his entire, well, really what happened is that, that Rav Kahana prepaid for a million dollars worth of oranges. That's what really happened. Now, whether he's delivered the oranges or the oranges are sold and he's delivered the cat, it's all the same thing, says Rav Yana. This is, this is trade, this is not finance. Rav is not so sure. Rav says it really depends on how it was positioned because this absolutely could be an Indian of finance, a matter of finance rather than a matter of trade. And if it is so, there's, there's an issue of Mechzi Kiribit. It looks like Ribit. Now, in this area of things looking like something, we've got various phrases that are used. We have, for example, the phrase of Marit Ayin. Sometimes you can't do something because it looks wrong. Here we're talking about Mechzi. It doesn't say Marit Ayin. It says, it says Mechzi. What's the difference? Marit Ayin means there is no distinguishable difference between what you've done and what is a prohibited action. It looks exactly the same. In the days before there was uh, non-dairy milk products, if you were one of the few people who had non-dairy milk product and you sat down at a meat meal and you had your milk, your, your non-dairy milk with a meat meal, anybody looking at that would be sure you're having meat and milk together, which you're not allowed to have. Now that it's well known, we don't have the issue of Marisine. Something which looks, which is indistinguishable from an Osur act, even though the act is not prohibited, if its appearance is indistinguishable from something that is prohibited, you know, we're not allowed to do it. Merci is different. Merci, th this case that we've got here of Merci Karibis, links into a, a theme that we've had in the last few weeks in, in Bovakama, and that is that sometimes an action 
even though its impact is not negative, you're not actually damaging anybody, but it's a damaging kind of an action. We had the case of, of Boishas with an Eved. We've had various different cases in the Gemara we've learned so far where the action is a damaging activity, but it happened not to damage anybody. So from the laws of damages specific, directly, there's no real consequence. There's no tashlumin. There's no payment. But that doesn't mean that the action is permitted. Because not only aren't we allowed to damage people, we're not allowed to do damaging things, even if they don't damage anybody. And so Mexicaribis is the same idea. Not only aren't you allowed to charge somebody interest, but you're not allowed to trade in a way that, that has the appearance of interest, because that's ugly in terms of what the, what the Torah wants. Because we see from the Psukim and the Torah, again, if we go back to the Psukim, we see the intention. We talked recently about the, the difference between the, the, the letter of the law and the, and the spirit of the law. We see what the spirit of the halachi is here. The halachi is to help a person who is in need. Because if you invest in equity, you're taking risk, you're, share, you're, you're partnering the person. You're putting money into a business venture. If it goes well, you'll profit. If it goes badly, you'll lose. That's called business. If you're lending to somebody, you've got no skin in the game. No matter what happens to the business venture, he owes you the money. Having no skin in the game is not a business venture. Having no skin, so why do you do it? You do it to help the person. If it's to help the person, then help him and don't, don't make one-sided profit because if you invest equity, there's two sides. There's an upside and there's a downside. If you invest debt, there's only an upside. You've got no downside. That, that's not the way to do business. That's not the, what the Torah, the Torah doesn't want us to be doing business in ways where we enjoy the upside and don't take risk in the downside. And so Rebus is, is, is not allowed. Mexico Rebus is business which technically might be trade, but looks like finance. And if it's finance, we've got, we're governed by the laws of Rebus. We're not governed by the, by the laws of equity. And this is the, the case that, we've, that we have over here. And being able to think that way in our, in our business dealings, and it doesn't have to be major business dealings, it's just the way we deal with one another as well, to understand when am I really partnering you? When am I really a mishtatef with you? I'm taking a part in what, in what you're doing. And when am I standing on the outside and just getting the, the benefit? A lot of the debate at the moment about people who are not going to the, to the army, whether we're talking about, uh, about the yeshivisha population or other people, and that's a... a an important and a big discussion all on its own. But part of the, the view of those who are concerned about it is you're getting the upside with no downside. You're getting all the benefits and you're not taking any kind of a risk. And that's not being a partner. That's not partnership. And somehow we've got to develop a, a situation in the country where everybody's partnering. Whatever the mechanism, we're going to have to be creative in finding mechanisms. If we want achdus, the way to have achdus is when people are partnering in risk and benefit. When somebody's only taking the upside and not the downside, a creditor and a debtor are not partners. They don't have a relationship of partnership. They have a, quite, a, quite an adversarial relationship where somebody is invested in equity and takes risk, is busy. He wants the business to succeed and he participates in the success of the business. And Kol Yisrael Arevim Zeh is we're responsible for each other not only in the upside, we're responsible for each other in the upside and the downside. When we've got simchas, we share in each other's simchas. When there's, when there's tzarot nebuch, we share in each other's tzarot. When there's tragedy, we share in the tragedy. It's, it's, if it, it's as if it's our own. Situation today, two, two hostages 
being saved, we all feel it. We all feel for the families. And every day that they, the hostages are in captivity, we all feel for them and, and for their families. Uh, we participate. That's mishtatev betzash. You participate. You partner in the anguish. And you partner in the simcha. Partnership means I'm with you for the good and I'm with you for the bad. When it comes to only sharing in the upside, that's okay if it's an act of chesed. You, I, I give you money, I, I lend you money, and I say, I'm lending you the money, it's an act of chesed. That's fine, but then don't attach profit to it. Then make it an act of chesed without, without ribit at all. And that goes so far as to be concerned, not only about the actual effects of lending money with interest, but even of engaging in activities which appear to be financing with interest, which the Torah doesn't allow. <laughs>